Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. Who am I? Oh, let's find out. I'm in subconscious. How's my hair? Does it look all right? Hi, I'm a billionaire. I'm rich. Son of a girl. Spark, I need your help. We gotta figure this out. I don't know who I am. And this guy wants to know who he is? I was, I was, that's good. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I think Vegas is back. You know, we're seeing more people around, but the real test, the real sign to me that Vegas is back is Gordy Brown is back in town. He's over at the showroom and the Golden Nugget, his great show. You can purchase tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Gordy, got to be exciting. What have you been doing this last year while uh, everybody was locked in? Uh, I started editing music and and learning how to produce music on uh, Logic, a program called Logic. So I've been spending, I guess, most of my time doing that and studying comedy, trying to keep busy, but I'm sure it's been tough on everyone. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. You strike me as somebody that would kind of dive into music. You're not one to sit around. And I'm sure this was a time when you still had to keep those great impressions. You keep defining and kind of tightening the ones you got and maybe look for some new ones as well. Yeah, well, I think uh, um, studying comedy is where I, I was taking it in that um, I've learned a bunch of people already <laughs> and... So I was like, what, how can I come up with new ideas and make them, you know, a little more fun and and uh, more bang for the buck? Well, you so, got, what, 200 impressions you do regularly in your repertoire. Did you add anybody yeah. over this last year? Is there I, anybody new in there? I think 100 are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah, all throughout the career. God, God bless them, but they just they pass on, and you're like, wow, do I have to take that out? <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, no, maybe not. Who have I added? Yeah, have you, who have you added? Oh, Eddie Vedder uh, from Pearl Jam. I think that's my second number. Oh, I like uh, that. Really cool. What do yeah. you sing? What do you sing from that? That's great. Uh, uh, him in COVID, uh, in quarantine. I mean, you know, during COVID. So he's basically in COVID uh, alone, watching Netflix, watching Tiger King in his underwear, eating popcorn, and and basically. Um, it, he was waiting for a sign from Dr. Fauci so he can leave his house again. And then uh, it opens up that finally he got the green light and he's at the nugget, you know, with the crowd. And it, and it brings them in on the second number. It was It's real fun to do so, something a little bit rocking at the second number. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, the show's called Lasting Impressions. So yeah. I, I imagine you've been polishing this for a while. Uh, what can we look forward to? Well, you know, Lasting Impressions was something I started uh, in ter- in, under that umbrella a year uh, a year ago. I guess it was uh, six weeks before COVID hit, before we our mandatory time off. And, um, and so basically the show's been together, or, or since then, you know, since, since then. So then uh, what I was just doing was updating it where I could, where, whatever I thought of, you know. 
so it still has um, a fast-paced comedy of uh, uh, comedy impressions, along with a musical parody. So it still has that same formula that I've always had. And uh, it's just post-COVID, I hope, but uh, hopefully we'll get there with everyone where uh, COVID will someday be be a, a, a distant memory, you know? Yeah, I hope but, you're doing uh, uh, doing impressions, uh, talking about this time in the past, and, you know, we can we can laugh at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've, I've found uh, there's not a lot to laugh at, but, you know, I, 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 I take the crowd where uh, I feel I need to in terms of that, but I don't want to get into it where some people might find it too depressing, but we have, we have some laughs in the show, like Seinfeld might be saying, like, um, like everybody has their masks on at the show right now, and so it's like looking at a medical convention, and then I'm, uh, I'm like, this is where Seinfeld can really say, who are these people? <laughs> no, really, who are these people? I can't see the face. Uh, who knew Michael Jackson's look would finally catch on like this? Well, you know, Gordy, the thing that people have enjoyed throughout the years of your show, and I think what kind of makes you a little different is you've got a great pace in the show. You know, you're doing a lot of impressions and so forth, but it, it's a pace that it, it seems like you put a lot of time into it where uh, the flow seems to work good, where once this whole show is over, you're like, wow, keep going, yeah. keep going. It, 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 it's, goes, <laughs> it, goes it goes fast. fast. It goes fast for me too. It's like, wow, was that my hour and fifteen or an hour and ten? Sometimes it's an hour and a half, and then I hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you work you on it. that? I mean, is that something uh, like it's not just a matter of, of developing these great impressions? And of course, with these impressions, has to be a great script. But then it's also, do you like kind of play around and move them around to try to get that perfect uh, flow that you get? Yes, I have, and I spent a year doing that. And I swear to God, what is amazing about that is I end up going, not because it's easier, but it ends up falling into place where it was. And uh, you realize that all those years, um, uh, it had naturally already gotten to that place. But then when I had all that time off, I tried all these different ways of grouping them, putting all country together, putting all this together, you know, but then they don't have those, Maybe you would say those magical ways of of effortless ways, let's say, of how they ended up being together to begin with. You know, it wasn't necessarily from a country point of view, let's say, uh, when I was thinking of putting all the country people together. It It was just more conversational of where my mind was going in the show, and then it ended up with a Randy Travis or a Willie Nelson or something, you know, in that spot. So... I found that that was a lesson itself and that I've been through the show hundreds of, of times since it was already together. In other words, uh, since the whole COVID year off. And I ended up in the last weeks, two weeks of just putting it back the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it goes and, to and show you I had it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a, you know, the old thing, if it's right, don't mess with it. But, uh, I learned a lot in, in doing, uh, um, you know, coming around full circle. I think that was amazing. I really had had, had totally different uh, routines, but then, not routines, but uh, format, you know? Yeah. And then, then it was like, man, it was already good. <laughs> <laughs> and you forgot why you got there in the first place, but it's pretty funny. 
Well, you know, you mentioned Eddie Vedder before, and that's not something that a lot of people think of with a, you know, an impression, right? It's just not, I don't ever heard of anybody that's did Eddie Vedder. Yeah. And yeah. How do you? How does that come to you? Like when you hear me, like I think I can do that, and you start playing with it, and then yeah. How does that? Yeah, come? that yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Um, you hear something about it that you're like, wow, I can grab onto that. Like Mike, Mike Lindell with this pillow, you know, there's something about it <laughs> that you can grab. And then there's some that um, I find that take me forever, you know? Yeah. Like Norm, Norm MacDonald. Hey, yeah. Uh, you ever wonder why, uh, you know, I'm still yeah. working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny how, you know, just certain things and some things come right to you. I got to yeah. hear, though, uh, you, you do the My Pillow guy, huh, Mike Lindell? Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm holding my pillow a little strong, stronger than I should be, but it's only a pillow, and that's okay. <laughs> I invented it. I don't understand how he invented it. When it's when it's uh, all he basically did was open up an old pillow and take the stuffing out and put some more stuff that he thought would be more appropriate. In. So I go, he's not an inventor in my eyes. That's a taxidermist. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that in the show, but it's something that I just thought of recently about. You should throw that uh, in. I like that. About <laughs> Mike Lindell. But, you know, your scripts are really interesting, too. And I think people are going to really enjoy that. It's, it's not just the impressions. It's these really kind of clever situations and so forth. And I just found out, I didn't know this, but I just found out that I knew you were from Canada, from Montreal. But you began your career as a political cartoonist. Did that kind of naturally lead where, you know, I know it's a different skill set, but I'm thinking in terms of, of finding the absurd and what's going on and so forth, you kind of had started just doing that. That's absolutely true. It's like I would find myself drawing back in the day that when I was a cartoonist, I believe it was 83 to 87. Uh, so that was the Reagan years, you know, and I would be drawing... Uh, I remember drawing Reagan and then hearing his voice in my mind, and I would, and I, and so, sometimes um, when you don't really know where you're going with the drawing, sometimes I would just commit to the drawing and hope I would come up with a, with a caption that would go with what's been going on all week, you know, yeah. um, and I, and because cause in Canada politically we also we're we're big on American politics as well as Canadian, so. I draw a lot of American uh, uh, political stuff as well. So I remember drawing Reagan. Do you have to make my chin so big? My <laughs> hair does not go to that side. It goes to the other side. You have a little too sh much shading on my lip. <laughs> <laughs> so you do that. You won a local talent contest, I understand. So even doing yep. that, you, you, you decided, and it must have been in you, because, you know, that's a yep. hard thing to do, okay? Yeah. I was real, I, I never drank, so I was, so I, and I was really shy, but if I got on the stage somehow, something else took over where, where, I don't know, it was just a different person took over. So, um. Uh, I was entered in a contest. I didn't enter because I'm really shy. And then these girls were like, we're going to do the Supremes, and you better do somebody too because uh, you're you're going to be in it with us. So I went and I did uh first year I won doing an Elvis impression, but it was just lip singing. <laughs> and the next year I won again doing Michael Jackson because he became popular, like I said, in 83 when Billie Jean came out. 
so that really took off. I was on the front, uh, each year I was on the front of the newspaper, but when I did the Michael Jackson, because Michael was so big, yes. it just took off all over the city, so I got hired to do Michael impressions, Michael Jackson impressions, and then I was hired by, uh, what, Paul Young? You yes, remember him? I do. Um, so I did a, a show for him where I did a Michael Jackson impression, but I negotiated that if when I come back on in between his set um, at the college, um, that I would do some other impressions I was working on at the time. So instead of another Michael number, I finally got to do, let's say, Willie Nelson or Bruce Springsteen or Tina Turner or something like that, but without dressing up, but it was more of a stand-up style. And that's where I got, I, I developed, I said, I want to do more impressions. But I remember probably before I even did Michael, I saw Rich Little in concert in, in our theater in our town mm-hmm. in Ottawa. And I sat in the front row. I was by myself. He shook my hand at the end of the show. But when I saw his show, because I always knew in my mind I wanted to be an entertainer. And I, I, I didn't know what, whether it was going to be a comedian or a or get into try and get into film or television, and when I saw Richard's show, it combined. He was dancing, he was singing, he was doing comedy. He was, he had a band. I mean, it was just really cool. And yeah. I said, that's it. So I remember <laughs> the next three months, I learned about fifty impressions, and I started putting my act together. One thing you did like Rich Little is you guys are the only ones I know that have these huge libraries of different voices. You know, a lot of people do, they have their key, you know, 10 or 20 people they do and they kind of rotate them and so forth. You guys are prolific, though, because you keep doing them. I mean, I remember I remember Rich Little saying in an interview with me once that when they had that show, the copycats on, and everybody had to give a list, and his list was like as long as everybody else's combined that was on oh, that show. Oh, for sure. He's still that way. He's unbelievable. <laughs> Well, Gordy, is that one of those things that you guys, you know, you love what you're doing and you're constantly always looking to, to kind of add to that? I mean, is that something that's for, actually a part of what you do? For me, uh, for me, in the, for the longest time, it, it, I never looked at it that way, so it kind of wasn't because I always used to argue against, not argue, but I'd bring it up. i go, it's not about the number. I want you to watch the show instead of marking down how many I did. You should be watching the show, you know. So for me, I never used the count. Uh, I might have had other people around me going, oh, do you realize you're up to this or that or that? But um, because for me, I was only learning impressions because I knew it was a a great uh, tool to um, add together along with comedy that gives it um, an entertainment punch or something, you know. Uh, Not even a punch, but just... At least it, it would, you would stand out differently, if, if if I could put it that way. So I was looking at it for because it made people laugh, you know, I, or, or or people reacted to it. So that's kind of why I would learn somebody uh, in my mind, not because I love voices so much. And I think as I think now I might look at it the other way, you know, I might just be in it for. Just wanting to learn Mike Lindell because I hear him all the time, and and I might want to study it more. Whereas before, it wouldn't have come from that; it would have come from how popular is this guy, and maybe it'll get a you know good reaction from the crowd. I, I would I used to come at it at that angle. 
No, that's interesting. And yeah. you know, one thing about your shows, people really like the whole show. And I was thinking about it. And when you first started and when you, you were going around, you were starting to open for people like Jay Leno and then Barry Manilow and Kenny Rogers and Celine Dion. And when you think of all those people, they were about putting together great shows. People would love to go see them in concert and that kind of thing. Do you think just kind of being around that kind of brought that out of you? I mean, you're their opening act. Yeah. It's important. But, you know, it's kind of catching, right? Well, I definitely learned a lot from them as well, watching them, you know. Uh, the, the the rhythms of their show. Mm-hmm. and the peak, I mean, the peaks and valleys as well. And, and you need valleys because <laughs> it can't all be peaks, you know. And yeah. I, I learned that by watching shows. One of the greats as well... As the ones you've mentioned is was um, Paul Anka as well. He's one of the first ones I opened yeah. for, and um, just an incredible entertainer. Yeah, Loved, it put on it. great shows. You know, you know, it's like again when you think of Vegas, even you think of like Liberace. You know, people all make jokes yeah, and stuff, but everybody yeah. loves it. I, I don't know anybody that didn't like his show. I mean, even people that yeah. thought couldn't stand him, they go, "Well, it was a good show, though." You know, true, true showman. Yeah, absolute showman. They're but, really creative and uh, and uh, you can absolutely say original, you know. Absolutely, yeah. well, you know. It's just so we're really excited to have you back. I, I was I wasn't just saying that. I think no, thank f- you, for Steve. Vegas, you know, to have you back out there is a sign we're back. It's it's a must see show, and the, I think the Golden Nugget's a great place too. Downtown really has kind of come back, hasn't it, from uh, years it, ago? It sure has. It sure has, and uh, um, through this. Through this uh, pandemic, it's been uh, qu- uh, quite a challenge for everyone, and downtown has, has been able to to hold their own thing and get their own thing still going, and and it's really uh, seems to be revving up right now in a much much more positive way, even more positive way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the Golden Nugget's always been one of the be- very best places along, and now we got the Circa yeah. out there, too. So it's it's really something to see. Well, we're going to definitely go out and see Gordy Brown, uh, and hopefully you're going to be you. there for a long, long time. Uh, one last question, Gordy. Sure, I, sure. I know that, you know, like a lot of the great entertainers, you kind of live for interacting with the audience, right? I mean, it's important. You you need people in front uh, uh, to perform in front of, right? I mean, that you, that kind of gets yeah. your juices going. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it's uh, the magical juice is flowing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of some of the most, that's why, uh, that's part of the ingredient of why maybe the show uh, is never the same twice because I have the freedom uh, when, when I'm in tune with the crowd to go in any direction that their energy leads me to. So uh, I keep an open mind for that at all times. And um, I think in the not-too-near future, it'll be back to that, you know, and I look forward to that. But in, in the meantime, I still try and um, uh, work uh, with that in mind, even though they might be 12-plus feet away, you know, at this time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, my first night there, I just actually told the audience that I'm used to, I uh, said, when I do my elbows at the end, man, I'm used to a lady right over here. She usually just, as soon as I start shaking my leg, she's going to have it. She's got to put a hand on there. And I'll be lifting it up just a little bit higher because uh, it makes my lip go curly. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I said, uh, but there is nobody up here right now. But in my mind, there is. So we're just going to do it like that. 
<laughs> oh, that's terrific. That's terrific. Well, like I say, we are excited about it. Uh, you can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. You can also go to GoldenNugget.com. And Gordy, what's your? Because uh, I always like to follow uh, your website. What's your website? Uh, GordyBrown.com. That's easy enough. It's G-O-R-D-I-E. GordyBrown.com. Thanks, Gordy. Good luck. We hope to have you on again. I really appreciate being on. Thank you, Stephen. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. Have your collectibles taken over your house? Well, maybe it's time for those treasures to find a new home. And I've got just the place to help you do that. The place to go is Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads, where they are always buying. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads has over 35 years of experience buying collections of sports cards, memorabilia, bobbleheads, toys, action figures, comic books, Hot Wheels, Star Wars, movie posters, and more. If you've collected it, there's a good chance they'll buy it. No collections are too large or too small. Call Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads at 310-534-4180 or text them pictures of your collection. That number again is 310-534-4180. That's 310-534-4180. Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads, 310-534-4180. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com.